Welcome to Fuck Your Disorder. My name is Amanda Hess. I am a certified life coach. And when I decided to ditch my disorder and love myself instead, I finally started enjoying my life. It turns out love fixes a lot more problems than hate. You can't hate yourself better because the truth is you are already perfect. And and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I consider her to be a friend and a mentor, and she's one of the most amazing people I know. She is the biggest cheerleader I've ever met in my life. Her name is Tash Marshall Bean. She is the founder of Authentic Instructor Training. And Tash, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I honestly am so excited to be here. And besides you, Yay. Besides you online. Yes. That online space where I have met so many people. It's so funny, actually, because Tash lives in Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. And that is where I'm from. And then I moved to Kamloops, BC. And I wanted to become a spin instructor. And it was kind of hard. It was a bit of a bumpy journey. I wasn't really getting where I wanted to go. And then um, one of the girls at the studio where I now you know, instruct, her name is Dana, suggested that I get in touch with Tash. And that's how we met, even though we're from the same place or, well, we lived in the same place. Yes. Well, and I also love Kamloops. I I never say it right. Kamloops, Kamloops, but I love it there. It's like the desert of Canada. I love it. Yeah. Also Dana, shout out to Dana. We love you. We love Dana. She really is the best. (laughs) So listen, I had you on today. We're just going to have a casual conversation because here's what I noticed about Tash when I met her. So she was so energetic. Like she's the yin to my yang, I swear, because I am not a naturally energetic person, I guess is what I'd say, or that I don't outwardly display emotion like joy. Um for whatever reason, which is really interesting because I'm a really sensitive person. So I feel emotion and like sadness comes out quite often or maybe anger, but not joy. But what I really noticed about Tash was she was so present and she really pumps you up in a way that I've never experienced before. And I think that it's, you know, like it's a testament to your personality, but I also think it's something that you must cultivate because you're really damn good at it. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think, first of all, thank you. And I do want to compliment you. You may not be joy, like I'm like way out there. You have such a calming energy that for someone like me, who's so up there, up there, up there, your calm, your vocals, they're amazing. So you bring a lot of calm into this world, Amanda. Aw. Just in case. Well, what I will say is that when I started, maybe I'll just share this before I, I let you speak to that even a little bit more, is that I was really having a confidence problem when it came to spin and teaching spin. I love spin. Um, it's something that I've done for many years. Like I'm trying to think how long I've done it. I probably, my first spin class was in my twenties and I'm 46, right? I'm going to be 47 right away here. So over 20 years. And, um, I just had a really hard time getting on that bike and owning my music and being able to be like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And it's so fun and wanting to do it right and being lost in the perfection of it and sort of shrinking. And you really talked to me and told me, first of all, how amazing I was, which I think all of us need to hear as many times in a row as possible. But you also just really shared with me how you could do it. And 
you know, you are such a good cheerleader and maybe you can just tell us a little bit about you and like where you started and how you became this cheerleader. Cause I really want to know about that. Yeah. So basically in my upbringing to, to go way back, uh, nobody, I always say this, nobody really believed in my sister and I. So we were kind of like left to fend for ourselves with some interesting situations. And so we were just basically like survival growing up, getting out. Um, and I think that when I think back of why I went through all of that growing up, it's to, I instantly believe in people. Like I, it's not as though I'm like, I have to like meet you and get to know you and believe in you. I already know. So my, I feel like my why, which is such a great thing to try and figure out for people sometimes, like what, what is your why? Like, why do you get out of bed? Why do you exist? Cause that's, that's actually hard work trying to figure mm-hmm. that out. And I went through that process and I was like, my why is because I believe in you. I believe in everyone. That's my why. Because nobody believed in my sister and I. Yeah. I always loop her in with me. And she's also done extremely well. Like she's in fashion. She definitely pivoted in the pandemic and is selling clothes to winners under her own labels. Like it's amazing. So she's done really well too. But I always include her because it was the both of us and no one, no one believed in us. So that's why I do. Yeah. How did you turn that corner of believing in yourself? Well, that I would say the corner of believing in myself is always constantly still a struggle, right? Like I, I believe in everyone. I believe in me, but I definitely have moments where I'm like, do I have this? You know, do you question yourself? Of course we do. We all do. We know we do, you know, especially with my brain, I have 40 tabs open at all times. (laughs) I am ADHD with a capital H in there, like really big H. Um, So there's always, you know, the self-doubt that creeps in. And I just try, you know what I do? One of the things I do is actually look back. I save the compliments people send me. And I look back and I literally have the compliments and I just look back and I read them and I go, okay, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's a decision, right? Like you've made the decision to do that. Um, It's something that I talk to my clients about a lot that we do have to make the decision to have our own back. Mm -hmm. Well, we won't make it if we don't. Mm -hmm. And especially in teaching, I would say teaching anything in what you do and what I do when you're mentoring and working with people, if they, well, especially in group exercise, if they don't believe in themselves, well, how are they going to be believe in the clients that walk in the door? Mm-hmm. You have to believe in you first in order to believe in them. And yeah. so that's my job. That's our job is as soon as we get people into training, we start like just like a little podcast here and a little, we just start to like nudge it on, nudge it in. I want you to hop on, do a little video. Tell us about yourself. And like, well, I don't want to do a video. Okay. Like just push them a little bit over, not over the edge, but just a little bit closer, get them uncomfortable because ideally this is all the work we do within the course. And yeah, it's about learning to teach group exercise or the bike specifically, but it's all about getting them to believe in themselves, getting them out of their head, all the things that we all struggle with. Yeah. And then bring that to everyone else. Yeah. I think that's so smart though. I mean, I don't know what I expected when I signed up for your course. Exactly. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I signed up for an online certification and so I just showed up and 
Fantastic. A huge part of it was building up your confidence and wow. understanding, you know, I love that you brought in Amy Cuddy's um, TED Talk and I've actually read her book years ago, but I completely forgot about it, to be honest with you. And, you know, in that book and in that TED Talk, she really talks about how body language strongly affects your confidence and how other people receive you and how you receive yourself. And it's true. Like if you walk into any situation with your shoulders back, with, you know, your head up, giving eye contact, like portraying a confidence that you might not actually feel. Yeah. You're going to feel better and they're going to feel better. Yeah, exactly. Even just power poses in the mirror. Mm hmm which I may have done this morning because I knew today was like a really busy day. And one of my trainers was here all weekend and she just flew out. So I'm like, bye. And then just so slammed. So I did the old, probably, I don't know if you all can see us, but I did the old, like in the mirror, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like literally I did that this morning, you yeah. know, like reset. I've got this. Okay. I can do it. Well, I think, you know, it kind of, I love that because the name of your business, like authentic instructor, right? You are, I believe, the definition of authenticity. I love authenticity. And I think I think that that's where some people might get lost is finding themselves or there's so many things. There's so, so many things like somebody may have told you in your life to be quieter and literally, I'm like, no, I want you to get bigger. I want you to be louder. And I want you to find your spin voice. And, and you're breaking these people out of things that they may have experienced, even subconsciously, they may not even know. And literally, I'm breaking them back out to be them. Yeah, so many people tell other people, whatever, like things, I don't like this, I don't like that. And it's really hard to work through that. And it stays with you. Yeah, And so then within my role and our trainers is really, for me, I, I just see it. I start to see it right away. I, I can tell, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, I don't want to say I'm weird that way, but I would say that that's my superpower. It's like, how do I get it out of people? And how do I even see that they are, the struggle is there? And I just, I don't know, I get, I just see it. You definitely I, do. I mean, I think it's also the probably hundreds, thousands of people that you've worked with is you have so much experience but in doing so that. Unique. Yeah. Everyone's so unique and they bring different. It's just, it's just so interesting. I don't know. I love it. I it's the art, right? It's the art of listening. It's the art of learning about people and just the situations that they've been through. Yeah. Well, you've trained a lot of instructors, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I lost count. I kind of say we've worked with 70 boutique spin studios and then we've trained over 1900. I like, I actually lost count a bunch of years ago. So I'm just like, oh, that number sounds good. It could be 3000. I have no idea. Then yeah. we also branched off and we did like level up for instructors like to go to their next level. So we did that. So there's, there's a lot of instructors. Well, then you think about the trickle down effect of that too, right? How those people are impacting other people. Like, it's just amazing. That, that I miss a lot. And when that comes back to me, I actually had someone, uh, Natalie, oh God, even I think it was two weeks ago. And she had said, so one of the things in my training, as you know, don't, don't. Like when we coach to people and, you know, when 
they're racing. It's like, don't stop, don't stop. Well, what does that make me want to do? Stop, maybe give you the finger. You know, at the end of the day, it's like <laughs> going, yes, you can, you've got this, we've got this. And so I, I talk about that or we talk about that. And she had said that that change in coaching for her had really changed some people. They had come up to her at some point and just said like, I don't know. I honestly, I can't remember specifically what she had said, but the point was, it was our coaching has saved someone's life. It was really like that. I was like, what? You know, in just changing the language, because the other thing I talk about is when people come to classes, as opposed to us saying, what brought you here today? What brought you here? And what if they're going through a divorce? What if their cat died? What if, right? Like, what if they're going through something? And all we do the whole class is remind them why they're here. So instead, I turn that scenario, this is why you're here. You know, we're three quarters through a climb, legs are screaming, as Amanda has said, I love that. (laughs) You know, this is why you're here. You're building strength. We've got this. You know, we're riding together. And, And so basically, we talk about that in training. And in doing that, she had begun coaching differently. And literally, I think one person said, you saved my life. Like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even. Yeah. The trickle effect is amazing. I hear about it every once in a while because it's also the program and going into these studios and making people feel successful because where we start is not where we finish. But when we start studios, we have to dial it back a ton. Because if we just came in and started a studio and no one's ridden in that town and we're doing jogs out of the saddle super fast, the instructor and one person in the class, who's coming back? (laughs) Totally. I would hazard to say that for studios that are open and been open for years, you know, if you're teaching a class and the instructor can do it and three other in the front row and no one else, yeah, better check yourself. Mm -hmm. That's my mic drop stuff. I mean, it is a two-way communication. I do think that that is kind of fascinating. And that's something that you did really teach is that, you know, when you're teaching, you want to be looking around and seeing what people are doing. What's your room? Oh my gosh. I mean, safety first, not second. Yeah. Right? Like what if somebody was starting to faint? Like I literally could see it. When we opened the attic spin studio in Moose Jaw there, I could just see the girls like legs are starting to slow and slow. And I was like, oh boy, it went over, scooped her off the bike. Outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, taking care of our and it was hilarious because I had I didn't realize how many people were nurses there. I was like, okay, well, why was I doing that? And they were like, oh, Tasha had it handled. I'm like, okay, but you you have to watch any time. There could be any time that we feel like maybe a little lightheaded or whatever. I'm always watching the room and I make eye contact with everybody in the room. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, right? Seeing the actual people as humans in front of you. Um, oh, yeah. That are bringing their energy. You know, it's funny. It's I was teaching a class. I started a group program in my coaching business. It's amazing. We're doing this beta, and I taught the first class. And I was talking about um, having a healthy relationship with your brain. That was really what the course was all about. And I was saying that I was talking about the tenets of good tenets of like a healthy relationship, and one of them is communication. And I'm like, what are the properties of good communication? And one of them, of course, is listening. I'm like, but it's not just listening. Listening with understanding is what you need to be doing. And when you're communicating with anybody, you want to understand, right? 
And I do find like one of the things you taught that I thought was also really impactful was get to know your people, understand the qualities of people that are extroverts and introverts, really get to know everyone, like meet them where they're at, start having conversations with them, make them feel welcome, make them feel like they're part of a community. Yeah. And also, how do you, knowing the difference between introvert and extrovert, and this is spin training, and it's like, but, and this is all stuff I've learned, not going to lie, I've learned it the hard way. This is all the training with Tashiisms that I've learned along the, the way. I shouted out an introvert, and, you know, I got a two out of five star on mind body, and I was like, sorry, I was just trying to make you feel welcome, and, right, like, oh, I don't shout out an introvert. Well, I'm an extrovert. I may be a shy extrovert, but I'm not, like, I didn't know you don't shout out introverts. So this is all stuff that I've learned over the years. Yeah. And then, so how do you connect with an introvert while you're teaching your class before you start after? Because as much as it's about training people to learn how to teach a, a spin class, it's about connection first. We all want to feel part of something. We want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. We want to feel loved. That's yeah. it. That's number one. That's number one. So yeah, we have a freaking bomb ass program. Absolutely. But it's all the other stuff. I'm a shy extrovert. It is not my MO to walk into a room and just start talking to people. Absolutely not. The people, and again, I really feel energy. So I'm like, if I feel your energy, I'm coming up to you. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I really struggle with making conversation, maybe with an introvert or whatever. I, so I actually have in our training, we have open-ended questions to mm -hmm. get the kids talking because at the end of the day, the class isn't about us. It's about our clients. One of my big mentors, Emma Berry, shout out Emma Berry. I love you. I love you. Amazing. He has such the best line. If they like you, they'll leave you. If they love you, they'll stay. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to get the clients to stay and to love them, love you? Yeah. The difference. To, in order for them to love you, you have to love them though, right? I think that's the key. And love yourself. That's number yes. one, right? And then getting to know them, learning their names, remembering and using them. And then if you remember something about them, like Amanda, how's that skiing going? Man, <laughs> a little conversation about skiing. Read <laughs> this, you know, just remembering something about them. And again, it's that easy. The most important name is your own name. Yeah. Your own name. Yeah. You know, even just, um, I know one of the things that I've remembered recently is just at the end of the class, reminding people like my name's Amanda. I'm, you know, if you have any questions, comments, if you have, you know, a if you have a recommendation for a song you want to hear, if you have a theme that you'd like me to tap into, yeah. like, come yeah. talk to me. I'm open to all of it. Yeah. I try and avoid the feedback of like, if you have any questions, concerns, or feedback, mm -hmm. we used to say that for years. And I was like, you know what? The people that are going to have feedback are going to give feedback anyway. Why would I open myself up to that? So I'm like, <laughs> if you have any questions, any concerns, anything you want to talk about, song requests, let me know. I'm training with Tashi on Instagram. If you want to be friends, there's another thing. If you want to be friends. Not yeah. I'm training with Tashi on Insta to follow me. No. Yeah. I'm, I want to friend you. You'll yeah, you're good at that. You're good at creating that community, you know. Um, and I noticed that even on your Instagram. If you're not following Tash, you should. Um, what is your Instagram friend handle it. again? 
friending. Friending. Sorry. Yeah. If you want to go friend yeah. hash on Instagram, my yeah, apologies. Friend. What is okay. your handle? Training with Tashi. Training with Tashi. Yeah. yeah make it. sure you do. She's great. Having said that, I do have like a little bit of a difference in my numbers. Here's what I do not recommend. The unfollow app. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that could be another whole conversation, but <laughs> that would be why I have a difference in my numbers and it's fine. Everything's fine. I may have screamed, cried for 24 hours when one of my good friends unfollowed me and they're like, we, I, we just want to see your home life. I was like, I'm, this is my life. Like stepkids are grown. They're in Ontario. I have a third one here. Fantastic. Jess. Yes. But this, this is actually my life. This is it. Yeah. Uh, this is why I exist. I have had friends unfollow me. I, I mean, listen, I'm not for everybody. I think that is something that you really need to grab a hold of and understand as not being a problem. Yeah. I mean, it was early on when I did this. And yeah. Like, we're going to just ditch this. So do not recommend. Amanda and I do not recommend that app or any of those. No, don't no. track that shit. That yeah, is not no. that is not healthy for your brain. And it does not. Social sure. media is the wild, wild west. And, you know, I have lots of I most of my family members are anti-social media, which I think is super interesting. Like my dad. I think is on Facebook now, but wasn't for forever. And my brother isn't, my sister-in-law isn't, and they're very, they're not in Instagram, none of the things. I think they're both on LinkedIn, but yes, they always tell me the horrors of social media. And I'm like, listen, I have some, met some unbelievably amazing quality people on social media. And I meet them on social and then I meet them in real life. And it's just like, yeah. Uh, it, it's the best. I love social media. Me too. I love. It. I, I having said that, I don't. I try to avoid getting caught in the scroll. Like I go in, the first thing I see, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. If I love it, um, then I go into my you know 30 messages, try and get caught up, and then I'm out because I'm on to the next thing, yeah. right? So I have to really make sure I schedule time because it's not all about me. I want to know what you're all doing too. So trying to take that time to catch up on everyone else as well. But I do, I do love it. I do love it. Yeah. And I think it's also this, I I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, I unfollow people and mute them with reckless abandon. And so if you post something that's super triggering for me, I probably will mute you. And if I can't mute you, I'll unfollow you. And it's not personal. It's just, I also tend to my own emotional and mental well-being first. I matter the most. It's something, it's one of the things that I teach my clients always. I'm like, you must matter the most. Um, If you're worried that that makes you a narcissist, then I already know you're not a narcissist. So you're fine. (laughs) I'm like, am I a narcissist? Am I? I go through the checklist. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no. But I'm always checking myself. But you're They're not right. a narcissist if you're worried about being a narcissist. Can we like right, exactly? That's what I think too. That's where I'm like, okay, check. <laughs> the fact that you're concerned about this means that you're not. It's more so about protecting your mental well-being, right? And it's it's really understanding that when we pull in the world and we're looking at social media and we have this stream of everybody else's lives, that our brain is pulling that through a filter, through this filter that's like got so many parts like is your period coming are you pre are you perimenopausal like did you have trauma that you know surrounds this kind of thing um, how much sleep did you get all of that is the filter um and so sometimes the way that gets filtered the way that it makes you feel is super super shitty and so you just have to like really have your own back with respect to that yeah 
I actually, here's, here's a confession. My best day on social media is not seeing any other spin because there is Instagram spin out there. Um, and I just, some, some, some is amazing. Um, and some, I just can't watch. Like I literally rock in a corner. I was like, I have to retire after I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And you know what I do? I just tell people now, like, I'm sorry, I can't, I won't be one. Like, no, I'm not watching it. So my best, my best day on my, is it discovery page on Insta Mm -hmm. is like ADHD quotes, cute puppies, (laughs) um, swag. I love swag, right? Like that's my best day. Yeah. So tell me like, tell me this, how do you keep yourself going? Because you are very, like, I know I hate the word busy, but you are very busy. Um, you know, you do a lot. I mean, you have your online spin instructor certification, you have your in-person, you start studios, you do Legree. Um, you're also teaching entrepreneurship at the University of Calgary. Um, plus I'm assuming, you know, you have a life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Mentoring students at U of C. I definitely want to get to teaching them. I'm like, U of C shout out. Yeah, we want to get there. (laughs) But I love the mentorship. Yeah. Um, I think, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely at, and we were talking about this before. I'm at this stage in my business where it's scale up or stay. But where I am right now is very, I'm in the weeds. Like we used to use that always in waitressing. You know, you're in the weeds, you're in the weeds. I'm in the weeds. I'm in the weeds. And luckily I have my Laura, shout out to my Laura who keeps my brain on straight you know, my trainers have been freaking amazing. My Jess, she's my pseudo third stepchild. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky I have many resources, but I definitely am at this stage where I wake up overwhelmed every day. And, and part of it's the ADHD too. Like, it's just like, I forget. That's why I even have a notepad in front of me right now, like to write down things to try and not interrupt and write down. But I, I'll wake up at 3 a.m. like, oh my God, I forgot to get back to someone. And then I'm up for the whole day. So I'm definitely at this stage where I'd love to say like, oh, I've got it together and everything's amazing. And it's not, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's like in the weeds every day, a lot of overwhelm, trying to head to my next level, trying to scale up, have attempted to scale up a couple of times and just didn't make it. It's just this very pivotal time. So, yeah. So I appreciate the honesty, though. I mean, I do. I think that, you know, I think a lot of times like I see this in business coaching, we kind of Tash and I talk before we got on this call and or on this on this podcast and hit record. And one of the things we talked about was, you know, I for me and my world, I'm surrounded by coaches like you're surrounded by spin instructors. I'm surrounded by coaches. And um, I do see and I'm surrounded by a lot of business coaches. And so what I do see is a lot of people talking about things that matter from the standpoint of that's how they get people interested. Like it's this, um, you know, money, like, oh, make six figures, make seven figures, make eight figures or whatever, right? Like whatever it is for you. And it just becomes like a lot of noise. And it's not very, it's not very honest. Like I just, I am a big fan of honesty and authenticity. And I think that's why I really vibed with you right away. Um, I think that's why my clients vibe with me. I think that's why your clients vibe with you. And it's really noticing that. 
Yeah, I think you're going to be, I'm, I think I'm going to be your next client. Well, you can be my client anytime. No, I'm in. I'm, I got to join the course. I don't know how late. Can you let me in late like I do with others? <laughs> so I definitely need in and need to do that work as well. You just have so much education around that. And at the end of the day, I'm, I don't want to say I'm fly by the seat of my pants, but I, Listen, I did one party term at Bishop's University in Lenoxville, Quebec. Woo! You know, then I was in Chateau Lake Louise. I was like, I worked, I worked at the Chateau. I lived in residence. That was my university years. That's amazing. I traveled the world. I traveled I'm the world. I came so back. Jealous. Bartendered. Yeah, that was my university years. So, first of all, the fact that I'm mentoring people at university, I'm like living my best life. I can't even, I just love it. I'm like, how am I here? And they, because I think I know why you're here. I just like, sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to say this because I think it's really, really important. And I think anybody listening should hear it. Um, I think that people think that people like you are fearless and I don't think you're fearless at all. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a negative way, but what I mean is you are willing to feel afraid. And yeah. that's the difference. Oh, yeah. And overwhelm and, you know, all the things. And yeah, this is, like you're feeling it. Oh, I am. Yeah. The best part is I always laugh the entrepreneur life. The entrepreneur life is so attractive. It is so great. And here's all the reasons why. And I have my sister, primarily, Tam Tam. My sister is like, you need to stop. You need to go get a real job. You can't do anything, Okay. I'm in New Zealand, one of my besties since Lake Louise, 24. She flew me over to New Zealand. I love you, Kate. I love you. She has this big talk with me, spits me down, everything. Your business isn't good for you. It's like, come on. Uh, You know, it's true. It is is in the aspect of just even trying to create brownies. I've gotten better over the years. Like I used to be at the studio when I was back in call, like right there. Mm -hmm. And even right now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I missed Shaylin's message. She left me a voicemail. Darn it. Like literally that's my brain. I'm on a podcast. I'm like, oh no. Right. Urban studio. Yeah, But can I normalize that just a little bit? Because what I think we believe, I've had this conversation with so many people and many, many times with myself. We think that there's some destination where we're going to escape our own brain and that's never going to happen. Okay. It's never going to happen. So your brain that you have, that you had when you were 20 and you were at Lake Louise and whatever, same brain with you now. And I think that we do get a little lost in that we think that there's some magical destination where our brain is going to be different and it's just never going to be different. And That's not a problem. And I do believe, I do believe like with my whole heart and soul that yeah. being an entrepreneur is the most amazing job and the most yes. fucked up job yeah. mixed all together forever and ever. <laughs> Words to live by. And that's the thing. That's where the honesty comes in. Because I was like, oh, hashtag entrepreneur life. I'm ripping down to Legree. I was going to spend half an hour re- reviewing Legree. And then I had 10 fires I have to put out. And now I'm sacrificing my Legree class. And that's not fair to Legree. That's not, you know, and I'm just always running on close to empty. And that's where my my family and friends are seeing. And they're like, Tash, like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, but it's also this, you know, remember the pandemic really screwed fitness. Um, I happened to take my business online a weekend and ended up doing, you know, had amazing support from my trainers and we did really well. 
and put tons of people through training and really refined our online program, which we're still doing to this day. But which you will end- do a, be doing forever and ever. <laughs> I love it. I can't even, I feel like somebody like somebody loves me because I keep getting st- extensions on my career. <laughs> I've had a lot of injuries on the bike. You know, am I as solid on the bike as I was when I was 27? No, but I, we just sit and talk and I have videos and we have trainers and my trainers are teaching. It's fantastic. I freaking, I blacked out there. I forgot what my point of the story was. It's See? totally fine. I do that all ADHD. the time. I think, you know, there? I think the thing that, you know, I kind of just want to speak to is that, you know, you talked about having ADHD and, and yeah. I, I see that like in, in the things you, you struggle with, right. In struggling yeah. with overwhelm and struggling with like keeping track of all the tasks. And I mean, I think that I just first want to normalize it. I think that also when we're really, really busy, when we do have a lot of things and we have a lot of balls that we're juggling, it's yeah. normal to feel overwhelmed. It's normal oh, to yeah. feel um, like we're dropping everything. We want to look at the language we use to talk about and to ourselves because yes. we tend to say things like, I'm a hot mess. And that's not true. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I'll tell you what I see in you is I see this really powerful fucking yeah. amazing woman who is really changing people's lives who changed my life and i think that it's so amazing for anybody to hear that you can have all this great stuff going for you and still bump into your own brain oh 100% absolutely and that's where i read that and even you know we're so again so blessed we have i think 192 five star reviews on google yeah. like I can't even. That's no joke. Oh no. And 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 that's where you read that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I changed someone's life. How did I do that? That's just me being me in everyday life. And it's the it's my again, when I say me, I mean like my team, the trainers, everyone. Um it's just it, I think it just goes back to believing in people and knowing they can do it. Yeah. And building their confidence over the six weeks. That's why I swear by our six-week program mm-hmm. over and over and over. A, to be a spin instructor in eight hours, never going to happen. I mean, it, it's out there. Yeah, you'll become an instructor, but I would say you'd want to go to your next level pretty quick. You're, you know? Yeah, you're missing some key pieces. I think that being able to... Because it really, I I kind of thought that it would be, you know, like you get on the bike together and you ride together and it wasn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And that was perfect for me. And I even remember when I was auditioning again for my studio and I was messaging with you and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get on practice again. And you're like, get off the bike. You get already know bike. how to bike. You know how get to ride a bike. The bike. Yeah, because that was a cool. And also Amanda figure skates like she's she's got a lot of athletics going on already. And then I'm just going to get on the bike and practice again for the I don't know, third time, maybe in two days. I was like, get off the bike. I need you nowhere near the bike. I need you dancing around in your kitchen with your playlist on. I need you starting to feel the music, love the music, pulling wording from the music. How can you shout out to the people in your audition? How can you like, it's all those things. Cause as much as it's about riding a bike, it's also for the people that do ride the bike all the time. At the end of the day, they need to get off the bike. The bike is their comfort zone. So we have to get the bike is not even the point, right? It's like, it really, I exactly. That's the mic drop. Boom. (laughs) It's just a, it's a vehicle. I mean, quite literally that goes nowhere, but yeah. 
But I do think that, you know, it's, it's really, I do think the one thing that we do as entrepreneurs is that we experience a lot more fear and we're willing, we have more capacity for it. Like we have a capacity for that fear that you don't have if you're not an entrepreneur. And I mean, that's a really sweeping statement. Listen, I recognize that somebody listening to this might be like, you know, in my career, there's a lot of fear and I get it. I think it's just, it's a very specific type when you're doing this because you kind of just make shit up and then go out in the world. I think that's what I was talking about. Bishop's University, like, Mm -hmm. like, do I have a business degree? God, no. Do I, did I write my business on the back of a napkin? Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, what am I doing? I don't know. Like, I just keep rolling every day. I'm like, okay, we're going to do another training. All right. Okay. We've got more momentum. We've got more studios here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, I, people are like, where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, uh, doing the same thing and more like, I, I'm not that person that's like, okay, I'm going to plan out how my business is going to look in five years. And da, da, da. it's like, I want exactly the same and more and a more outreach. I want more men in my training. I'm like, we have mm-hmm. 50% of men coming to the website. I'm always like, it must be because I'm so cute. Yes. <laughs> OMG. Um, but we're, we're not translating them. You know, moving to online, we could be all over the world. Like New Zealand, they're partying on a bike classes and none. <laughs> like, would I get up in the middle of the night to train people online? Hell yeah. Yeah. I actually probably wouldn't need to with New Zealand because it's like the next day, less four hours. I but- think if you do like 11 a.m. for most places, yeah. like it's kind of yeah. works. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's I mean, so fascinating. I do think, yeah, that's interesting. The idea of having more men because it is, you know, half the population. <laughs> Just saying. Right. Like, let's go. And uh, yeah, there's, there's so many things. And again, that goes back to like, starting to get to the next level and these spots within your business. And today, I mean, literally, you've caught me on a day where, yeah, I've been feeling overwhelmed. And am I going to get through it? Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. any entrepreneur listening to this would be like, Oh, yeah, I've had those days. Oh, my God. And then we get back to, oh, we love being an entrepreneur. I can get up when I want. I'm not going to work in rush hour, coming home in rush hour with everyone else. There's so many advantages. You know, I'm working at home. My kitty's about to jump up on the table. All those things. But make no mistake, when people are like entrepreneur and everything, like, listen, you know, talk to someone, talk to Amanda first. There's there's so many things. There's pluses and there's also negatives. And that, yeah, that, in everything, my family, right? Yeah, my friends and family are trying to pull me out of my own business. It's not good for you. I'm like, yes, it is. I just need to, like, it's good. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where, you know, I do think it's a relationship that we have with our business, just like we have a relationship with ourselves and we have a relationship with our other people. Um, I think that what we need to remember about any relationship is that it's kind of a living, breathing thing of its own. And it's really noticing, you know, how is this breathing life into me and how am I breathing life into it? And when we start answering those questions, then we get a little bit more clarity with respect to what do I want to be doing and what don't I want to be doing? Um, You know, I think that one of the things that people tell me all the time, and maybe you hear this too, you must, is I just want to be more confident. And I'm always interested by the 
emotion of confidence because I'm like, confidence comes from knowing how to do something. Yes. So you can't have confidence until you know how to do it. And you're not going to know how to do it until you go and you do it. Right. Or you learn how to do it and then put the methodology in. Right. You're nailing it. You're so good. What you do need though, right? It's courage, right? Like you need a shit ton of courage. Mm. So like, how do you give women courage? How do you, how do you do that for the people that you help? I think it's just in the little things. I think listening and and probably some people listening are like, Tash, she's such a great listener. They're gonna be like, Tash, you are the worst listener. Again, I'm an active (laughs) listener. I interrupt a lot. ADHD. Oh my goodness. You know, hasn't worked out so well in the dating world. It is starting to now, but there was a time, right? Like, so, uh, but I am actively listening, but things like one of our girls in our course right now, you know, really struggled with confidence and just like, I I can't do it. Like we're almost at the end. And she sent me a note. I can't do it. I I don't think I could do it. And I was like, uh, yes, you can. Like, if you don't believe in yourself right now, I believe in you. So you need to roll on that until we can get you to believe in yourself. But at the end of the day, it's just seeing seeing where they're at and giving them what they need. And just for me, it's like loving. Hi, Lola. I know it's your like cat's loving. like staring right at me. <laughs> it's it's just loving on people. And I don't know. It's, it's funny because I can't really describe what I do, but when I'm in the situation, and maybe that's where you could describe what I did do with you, but I just see, I see it. I see well, it. I think that's the point is that you see it. Yeah, I, I, see it. I There's see no it. reason why you can't do this. Is yeah. I think the thought. Right. And we've had people with like limitations. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Get in here. Cause mm-hmm. I'll take extra time. Like I'll do what it takes to get you there. Yeah. Do you think there's anybody that's incapable? No. Heck no. I ask that because I know there's people listening right now and I've heard multiple people tell me they can't do it. Like they can't be a spin instructor. They can't be an entrepreneur. They can't go out and skate in a competition. And I'm like, but why are you so uniquely fucked? Yeah. Having said that, if I had to go out and skate in a competition, I definitely, and and that actually makes my insides curl. So there are things like, make no mistake. I'm like, absolutely not. We can do it. We can do it. Finding where, like for me, public speaking is like, if it's something I'm comfortable talking about, yes. Um, But like going out and skating on a competition or be doing something with a team where they rely on you to nail it. I don't know. So I think that there's moments of there's things that you can do. And then there's moments where we just have to do a little bit more work, myself included, mm-hmm. you know, and some people just want to take the course because they just want to take their riding further. Like yeah. even in week one, we talk about bike setup and we really look at it and everyone looks and I've had so many people going like, I rode five notches down. Like I put myself up five notches. I was like, oh my God. Five notches? Five notches. <laughs> I was just like, how are we now catching that in our spin classes? Look at your class. Yeah. You know, around before class and we go, hey, can I look at your bike setup? And da, da, da. Like it's even things like that, you know? So maybe they come in. Not with not the expectation to teach, but just wanting to take their riding further and get more confident riding. Because as much as we can assess you teaching a track on climb, I can assess someone riding a bike on a climb. And then through that work, and I'm not saying I'm going to get them all the teaching. Some people don't want to get there, but at least try. 
I can yeah. refine their, we can refine their technique and all that. And then that starts to help build their confidence. And then even when we, we do these things, when we do the first climb track, it's like, you know what? You may not say a word. Right. And you don't have to, especially in the weekend trainings. Like we get them within three hours of them getting in to try and teach a climb track. Uh. And we don't tell them that before training. Oops. But literally it's just try. You could not do anything. You don't even like, if you stand up on a music change, hell yeah. If you say one word, great. If you don't say anything, still great. Right. And that's what it's about coming in with what you have, with where you are and let's take you to your next level. But I just think that's such a great analogy for life because that's what it is. But that goes back to us saying, yeah, I'm training the bike right now. Mm -hmm. We're really training the bike. Yeah, we are, but it's not. It's how do you build confidence? James. Oh my God. James's review. James Casepin, big shout out to you too. We love you. (laughs) You know, he literally sent me a note and said, I have not been able to do public speaking mm-hmm. and from everything with your training. I did it. I did it. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. We yeah. had a girl in Phoenix after one day of training, she went out and, uh, what's a karaoke. Oh, fine. never had done it before. I was like, biz. Yes. Like <laughs> those are the moments. Right. Well, they're the ones that make you feel the most alive, wouldn't you say? Well, that, that's exactly it. You know, if we're living in this world, and yeah, am I in a little bit of strife with my company right now? Am I overwhelmed? But I'm still like, I get up and I'm like, let's play the day. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Like, hit the reset button, get back in, talk to someone like you, like connect with people in your day. You know, even the pandemic. I found the last round of shutdowns really, it was easier to stay home than go out. Mm -hmm. And I made this whole last summer about, I need to find everyone again. And I haven't found everyone yet, but found, find everyone. I went back to teaching Legree. You know, I just, it's, it's even things like that. That's not even about spin training. It's like, if you're wherever you are in your journey and you're listening to us on here, maybe it's just like calling a friend that you haven't talked to. And going for the coffee, do not bail. Yeah. Little things like that. It's just one foot in front of the other all the time, every day. And if you can find moments of joy, and for me, I, I'm like, I collect mindful moments, you know, of just like the sun comes in and I'm like sitting there with the sun on my face and I just take a moment. Right. Yeah. Those are, to me, those are mindful moments. Your connection to joy and fun is super noticeable. And I, I try. I mean, I just, and this is where people like, you need to meditate. You need to, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. But I, <laughs> I just like, yeah, I, I also agree. I just find moments in my day where I just something, I'll be like the taste of my coffee. Yeah. I don't think you need to meditate is what I was going to say. And I, I just want to offer that because I I, re- I was talking to somebody the other day and listen, this is secondhand information. So take it for what it is. Um, but she was telling me that women don't really actually, our brains don't work well with like seated meditation, that we actually don't function well in that type of meditation. And that actually what they've shown is through the years that women have been meditative in community. So like think about women in knitting circles. Um, knitting is very meditative because your hands are doing and there's the clicking. And it's actually a very meditative um, 
process that isn't that like sit down and get all Zen and make your brain be quiet, like not that. And listen, if you do that and you're a woman, I think it's great. Do it. But I just want to offer, there's a lot of ways to meditate and a lot of the things that you're doing are meditative. Like you taking the minute to feel the sun on your face, you really tasting your coffee. That is meditative. I'll have a bath and read my book and put everything away, put it away. I have my phone on do not disturb three quarters of the day. Yeah, you have to, or you would never get anything done. (laughs) She's like, I tried to call me. I'm like, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Because you find the things my phone is, is one of my greatest sources of anxiety. It doesn't stop dinging. I'm like, I hear three dings. It's off. It's sleep mode. Like literally. My notifications are off for everything. I don't, especially when I'm at my computer, I can't have my notifications off because it's too distracting. I already have enough distractions with my nest brain. So it's like, I don't need any more. But those are the things like deciding, making that decision to, you know what? I may piss my sister off, but I'm going to stay and do not disturb for three quarters of the day. Well, yes. And really working, learning how to work with your specific brain, right? I think that yeah. is a key that so many of us don't, well, we're never taught that. School's not set up for that. So we don't ever, we actually stop trusting ourselves of knowing what's best for us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your intuition, your, what do you feel inside? Trust it. Yeah. Cause you kind of know, except when it comes to fear and like, so fear is, you know, I love Tony Robbins, like, and not like whatever his acronym, like fuck everything and run. Right. And oh, that's, I've never even heard that. Oh yeah. That's what he calls <laughs> it. And so I heard that and I was like, that's totally it because like, you're just on high alert and, you know, fear, I I agree with you. You don't need to expose yourself to fear all day, every day. Don't do that. That'd be terrible that you would not be okay. But I also think one of the most pivotal things that you bring and actually that you bring to me today is, is the mentorship that I'm literally on this podcast talking to you going, Amanda, I need you as a mentor. I will be your mentor. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I need to join that group and I need to do the work and I need to do that. And because I don't know everything, I, I try to surround myself with people who are even brighter than me. And I love it. Like just everybody has knowledge between their ears. Every person. Yes. I agree with you. And I also just, I think that you are really good at doing that and you are good at at searching out for help and asking for support when you need it. And anybody listening to this, I know like I've just talked to so many people that have, that listen to this, this podcast, you know, a lot and mentorship is a whole different level than listening to a podcast. And I think podcasts are great. There's a place for them. Um, You know, if this podcast helps you listen to it, like on repeat, please do that. It is a free resource and it's really going to help you. But, you know, mentorship, like when I invested in training with Tash, what I think, you know, maybe you know or don't know, I can't remember if I shared it before, I'd already invested in a training that didn't really help in the way that I wanted it to help. And so then I was investing even more money in something that I didn't even know if it was going to work out. Like I didn't know for sure that I was going to get through that training and that I would be a spin instructor and there was no guarantee. But I just decided that I wanted to, it meant enough to me that I wanted to spend the money and put the time in to try and create the results. So we have a good line that Sarah, one of our trainers said, and it's like, in order to complete the course, 
you have to complete the course. Yes. And that's what I'm finding lately is people are doing three quarters or, you know, not submitting videos and it's okay if they don't want to, some of them don't have to, but at the end of the day, like do the work, do the work, do the uncomfortable work, right? (laughs) That's the one that's going to grow you, right? It's that uncomfortable shit. That's going to make you go, Oh, like I'm really terrible, but I got there. Right. Like even the fact that you said I paid for a training, I did a training. I didn't get what I wanted. You did have to pay and you had to pay more money for my training. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you decide, you know, here's what I do. Did it? Cause I remember you had a lot of questions and I was like, I'll get you there. But at the end of the day, I wish it would have been me that got you there first. But at the end of the day, it's part of the journey. It's part of your journey. Right. Yes. And I think it's so important to share that of just like, sometimes you have to do it twice. You didn't give up. I think that that is like, if you don't give up, you can get anything you want in life. Just don't give up. Yeah. Keep going. Yes, you can. Yes. On this podcast. (laughs) I think I must've picked that up from you in like spin class. And I noticed I say that a ton in my classes. I'm like, oh, is this getting annoying? I think I say this a lot. (laughs) I'm definitely like so good. It's so good. (laughs) Somebody even said like, oh, it's a Tashiism. I'm like, oh my God. No, it's just Again, in coaching and everything in life and queuing with instructors, variety of cues, we say the same stuff over and over. So that's, there's another part of my training. We get variety of cues, Yes, right? Like so just many good things, the same thing. It's interesting, but things you don't think about the psychology of it. Well, listen, I mean, like I could talk to you literally all day, um, but I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come in, talk to the people on my podcast. I personally just love talking to you. I think that what you're giving the world is incredible. How can people find you if they want to work with you? I think just, again, Instagram, Training with Tashi. Um, I'm on Facebook too. Facebook, I feel like it's having a bit of a comeback. I've Mm -hmm. kind of missed it. Um, But Tash Marshall Bean is my business page. Um, And then just, I mean, at the end of the day, website, authenticinstructortraining.ca, but I, I feel like Instagram is the quickest way. You know, I try and get in there a couple times a day. Definitely some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed 24 hours. What was your story? Oh man. But you know, we're all doing our best. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Tash also has some really cute merchandise that you can check out as well. So you can check that out. Okay, Tash, thank you for being here. I really am so grateful that you took the time to be on this podcast. Um, You know, anybody listening, I really do highly recommend, you know, going and friending her on Instagram. Um, If we're not friends on Instagram, I don't know what's happening. Come find me at and have a beautiful day. Best name ever. Fuck your disorder. (laughs) I love it so much. I love you. And I'm so grateful that I got to share this moment with you. This podcast is amazing. Same. Okay, everyone. Take care. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, I am so glad that you are here. Are we friends on Instagram? Make sure you come find me at Fuck Your Disorder. And if you love this podcast, can you please do me a favor and leave me a rating and review? Every single one helps this podcast reach more women just like you. 